Alrighty, everyone, welcome back to the Rare Petro Podcast, and today we've got a little bit of a different segment. Now, I won't take the credit for this one. I do a lot of the research sometimes, but you know how Kevin makes the periodical podcast. Well, one of our associates, Scott McNear, actually wrote this podcast, and it should break down sort of the fundamental financial aspects that you can look at company by company. Today, we will be looking at Chevron, and without further ado, this is the Corporate Market Analysis, or Company Report Card. Along with its subsidiaries, Chevron Corporation is an upstream and downstream integrated energy, chemicals, and petroleum company with operations worldwide. The corporation is publicly traded on the New York Stock Exchange under the symbol CBX. Founded in 1879, the company was previously known as Chevron Texaco and changed its name to Chevron Corporation in 2005. The upstream segment focuses on the exploration, development, production, transportation, processing, storage, and marketing of oil and natural gas. The downstream segment is involved in crude oil, petroleum products, and lubricant refining, marketing, transportation, and manufacturing, as well as marketing commodity petrochemicals, fuel additives, and plastics for industrial uses. Additionally, the organization is involved in cash management and debt financing, insurance operations, real estate activities, and technology businesses. So, needless to say, they do just a little bit of everything. Chevron is headquartered in San Ramon, California, and has a secondary office in Houston, Texas. Additional international offices exist in UK, Belgium, Canada, El Salvador, Greece, Liberia, Malaysia, Philippines, Singapore, and Thailand. So not only do they do a little bit of everything, they do it almost everywhere. Currently, Chevron Corporation employs about 50,000 employees throughout its various business operations, and that's a pretty good overview of, well, what the super major does and where they are active as a whole. Now, the financial analysis. As of December 31st, 2020, Chevron Corporation reported just shy of $240 billion in assets with about $107 billion in liabilities and $132.7 billion in total equity. This results in $94.47 billion in total revenue and a net income available to shareholders of negative $5.5 billion for the fiscal year 2020. A full-year financial analysis was performed to evaluate several metrics using peer ratio analysis, historic ratio analysis, a balance sheet common size analysis, and an income statement index analysis. The peers selected for comparison to benchmark Chevron Corporation included ExxonMobil, Marathon Petroleum Corporation, and BP. Several key financial ratios were evaluated for the companies, and a competitor average was calculated to create an average benchmark for Chevron's performance. The main cross-sectional performance indicators that stood out for Chevron were fixed asset turnover, receivables turnover, profit margin, return on assets, ROA, debt ratio, and price-to-earnings ratio, or PE. When looking at the two asset management ratios, the fixed asset turnover ratio of 0.6 and receivables turnover ratio of 7.6 were below the competitors for 2020. These ratios indicate that Chevron was less efficient at collecting receivables than competitors who averaged 10.5 receivables turnover, which could impact efficiencies for reinvestment or paying off debt. The fixed asset turnover ratio at half of the 1.3 competitor average could indicate Chevron may not be as effective at generating sales from its fixed assets. Chevron's profitability ratios were also significantly better than its peers, except for the price-to-earnings ratio. Return on assets was negative at 
0.9%, and return on equity, also negative, but at 4%. Although both were negative, the ratios were smaller than the competitor average of negative 2.5% ROA and negative 21.9% ROE. All companies had a negative P.E. ratio, but Chevron's negative 36.8 P.E. dwarfed the negative 7.8 P.E. competitor average. Upon further investigation, it is important to note that in the second half of 2020, Chevron completed its acquisition of Noble Energy in an all-stock deal with a total enterprise value of $13 billion, including debt. So this definitely increased the total number of shares outstanding in Q4 of 2020 with net income negative throughout most of 2020, both of which would have affected that P.E. ratio. Another positive was the profit margin for Chevron was only negative 5.9% compared to the negative 13.5% competitor average. Even with poor commodity prices and reduced consumer fuel consumption in 2020, Chevron's negative profit margin outperformed industry peers. The debt ratio of 0.4 for 2020 was near the peer group average of 0.6, indicating the company is similarly leveraged to competitors even after the noble acquisition. Financial ratios for Chevron were also compared against the company's previous two years of financials in 2019 and 2018. In prior years, the company had much better times interest earned, TIE, profit margin, ROA, and ROE. Since the company did not generate positive earnings before interest and taxes, or EBIT, in 2020, the TIE ratio was not calculated, but the 2019 ratio was 13 and the 2020 ratio was 19, indicating Chevron has typically been very well positioned to cover its interest payments on debt. Profit margin since 2018 also declined from a positive 9.4% to negative 5.9%, likely due in large part to the downward pressure seen on commodity prices over the same period. As net income decreased from $14.8 billion at the end of 2018 to negative $5.5 billion in 2020, the ROA and ROE ratios also declined. From a DuPont system analysis, it can be identified that the large declines in profit margin compared to 2018 were the major driver in subpar ROE. Common size analysis of the balance sheet and an index analysis of the income statements for Chevron Corporation were also performed for 2020 and 2019. The most notable information from the common size analysis is the long-term debt increased by about 8% from 2019, while retained earnings decreased by a similar amount. The result is an increased leverage shift for more total liabilities and less total common equity. On the asset side, gross property, plant, and equipment increased year-over-year by about 6%. These changes were likely related to assets and liabilities Chevron took over to acquire Noble Energy in 2020. The index analysis for the income statement used the base year 2018 for comparisons to operations in 2019 and 2020. It shows Chevron's total revenue compared to 2018 decreased by 12% in 2019 and, unsurprisingly, 40% in 2020, but the cost of goods sold also decreased by 15% and 47%, respectively. Other key changes to the company include a 100% increase in the impairment of oil, gas, and mineral properties for 2020, operating expenses decreased by 5% in 2020, and asset write-downs increased by 1,000. 369% in 2019, and only 280% in 2020. <laughs> only, huh? Although earnings and net income were significantly decreased over the last two years compared to 2018, 
It appears to be heavily influenced by commodity price-related revenue declines and asset write-down rather than increasing operation costs to businesses. To summarize everything, this financial analysis looked at several performance metrics benchmarked to competitors within the same industry and comparisons of the company's ratio over several years and a common size analysis for the balance sheet along with an index analysis of the income statement. Due to commodity prices and reduced consumer demand for finished petroleum products, the industry as a whole did not perform well in 2020. Chevron outperformed competitors on a profit margin, ROA, and ROE, even with the downturn. Compared to prior years, the company declined on several metrics, including fixed asset and receivable turnovers, as well as the profit margin, ROA, and ROE profitability ratios. The purchase of Noble Energy in 2020 and its associated debt were likely a driver outside of commodity-related impacts for the large P.E. ratio swing, additional leverage on the balance sheet, and reduction in equity value. Additionally, large asset write-downs over the past two years appear to have impacted the company's yearly earnings more than changes to the cost of goods sold or operating expenses. The company has made several moves that appear to have kept operational expenses in line with reduced revenue while maintaining a consistent debt ratio throughout the major acquisition in 2020. Assuming commodity prices continue a rebound further into 2021, it will likely be a major spark for restoring many of the financial components that had been lagging over the last three years. So there you have it. That's a breakdown comparing them to their competitors themselves and just an overall balance sheet analysis. Now, I do want to say none of this is financial advice. That is not what Rare Petro does. We don't specialize in telling you what to do with your money. Well, not from an investing perspective. We can tell you from an engineering perspective. So please do not act on this. We hold no liability. And I've included another disclaimer in the description below. The information from this podcast was a result of the personal research and experience of the people here at Rare Petro. So again, we are not financial experts. This podcast was not financial advice. That being said, we hope you enjoyed this report card analysis. If you've got some financial nerds in your life, go ahead and send this their way because I think they'd really like it. Let us know which companies you'd like to see next because we have a few ideas for who's backlogged and who we'd like to look at. But again, we're doing this for you. What do you want to hear? What do you want to learn about? So go ahead, leave a comment, or you can email me directly at podcast at rarepetro.com. If you're looking for more information-dense, short-form content, go to rarepetro.com where you can find other periodicals and news reporting as we try to keep you in the loop and informed. Because after all, if we're not growing, we're falling behind. So thank you for joining us on this episode of Rare Petro. Until we see you next time, take care, everybody.